double down trend. You might want to tune in. Talking gambling and sports. Predicting who might win. Pop culture to movies. Let's start up the combo. Ryan and Aaron. Man versus the motto. Keep it authentic and it's always live. So competitive. So you know it's always hype. Make sure you subscribe. Trust you don't want to miss. Going all in here on Double Down Trent. Hey, yeah. Double Down Trent. Let's go. Welcome to Double Down Trent, the podcast where two elementary school buddies talk sports, gambling, and pop culture. As you can probably tell, it's a different host this week. I am your co-host, Aaron. The, the, the model is uh, in, the, in the lead here, and the man, Ryan, is uh, off uh, taking care of some business. So I'm joined tonight uh, by Coulter. We will be talking March Madness College basketball with the tournament right around the corner. And uh, Coulter, I have to ask you, the brackets are out. We're recording this on a Wednesday night prior to the play-in game starting tomorrow. What is your initial take on the bracket so far? Uh, I hate the fact that we have an extra day with it because I really wish that this was the last night that I have to sit with my bracket. But unfortunately, I have to be tortured one more evening tomorrow night with mine. Uh, <laughs> normal years, we'd have it on Thursday. We wouldn't have to think about uh, the games anymore uh, starting at noon on Thursday. But unfortunately, it's pushed back a day. So my worst thing is I have to live with this for another you know 24 plus hours. But I, my the other thing about basketball is I, I love these potential Sweet 16 matchups. You know, like I'm looking at an Illinois, Oklahoma State would be a lot of fun. Um, you know, Texas, Alabama would be great. You know, Michigan, I know a lot of people are down on them with livers out, but I would love to see them play Florida State. I think that's a really intriguing matchup. So the way that the committee did this bracket, uh, I can't help but just in my head see these one fours and three twos that are really juicy and, and matchups that I would love to see on the hardwood. And I hope that uh, it plays out that way, not only for my bracket's sake, but also for as a basketball fan, would love to see teams like Illinois and Oklahoma State clash. Well, let's let's stay with that one four theme for a second. And I'm looking down at the east bracket, which is in the bottom left in general. Michigan's the one seed. Alabama's the two seed. My initial reaction here was that this this division, this this bracket is going to just end up in total chaos because like everyone else, I, I'm a little dip on, on Michigan as well. And I'm looking at some heavyweights like a UConn, a Florida State who can kind of make make some noise and make make a run here. And I'm wondering if you're kind of in the same same boat. You have to look at those two teams and wonder, can they play each other in the final four um, or in the Elite Eight, I should say? And is it worth taking a final four prop on each of those two teams in that region? I And the answer to that question for me is absolutely. I really like Florida State a lot, almost to the point where I'm thinking that they could really threaten and get to the final four. I, I, they've had so much struggle in the tournament past, but I mean, this is a team I looked at, I watched them play last week and I've watched them play before this season and I really like their length and their depth. But the thing that I really was just taken aback by them playing, they play in the ACC. They look like a football team out there. They are gigantic. They are so much bigger than some of these teams. Um, I think they'll just be able to scare away UNC Greensboro in the first round. I probably won't even touch that game on the spread or anything just because I have Florida State going so far in my bracket. And then you pair them against Colorado, a team that's played really well at home. But, uh, you know, I just don't know if I like them in Indianapolis or in Indiana, wherever the game will be played. I think it's at Lucas Oil. Um, If they advance past Georgetown, I think Florida State has a clear path to the Sweet 16. I really like that team. And then, you know, as we just went over with Michigan, Livers is out. You know, 
This is a team that I can really see going all the way to the Elite Eight pretty clearly. Uh, and, you know, I think it's definitely worth a little future sprinkle on them to make the Final Four. I 100% agree. I'm already holding a future on Florida State. We'll be rooting for them uh, big time. We'll see if they can come out of their uh, division, make, make some noise there. Speaking of um, injury, one of the other things that's just cropped up recently, there's uh, in the upper top left bracket, the west bracket, Oklahoma is playing Missouri in the first round matchup. One of their players, their second leading scorer on Oklahoma, Devian Harmon, has uh, contracted COVID and will be out for at least the first two rounds at minimum. And I'm wondering if that changes your thinking at all with uh, my initial lean was taking Oklahoma there, but I'm now considering Missouri. Yeah, so I'm in, in our pool, we get bonus points for taking the underdogs. Um, so the one that we're in, I'm definitely taking Missouri because I'm taking all the nines just uh, point blank just to get that extra point. I think it's nonsensical to do anything else. And in my other pool, which is my back home pool with my friends from high school, uh, I'm also taking Missouri in this game. This is a team that was ranked in the top 20 at one point this season. And I know Oklahoma probably could say the same thing. And I know Long yeah. Kruger has a lot of experience in the tournament. But I think this is a Missouri team with two really good guards. And guards in this time uh, of year, if, they, if the other team doesn't have a dominant big man, I think guard play wins. And I think Missouri has the advantage. And you definitely can't like the way that Oklahoma is trending right now. Uh, with the COVID scare. And I, I think they got bounced in the their first game in the Big 12 tournament. Is that right? By Oklahoma yes. State? Yes, yeah. I think that's right. I think that was their first No, West match. Virginia lost to Oklahoma State their first round. I'm sure but Oklahoma, Oklahoma State made a run. They, they moved yeah. through. Oh, Texas beat Oklahoma. I, and I just remember there, at the end of the season for the Big 12, Oklahoma and Oklahoma State played twice, home and home. Right. So I, I remember that that matchup with Oklahoma yeah, State. Yeah, this is a team that's just trending in the wrong direction. Yeah. Um, I think Oklahoma can score a lot, but I also think Missouri can score a lot. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Missouri. I also think, um, you know, if that COVID news doesn't get around too much, I think Oklahoma will be a pretty popular play. I think they're, they're point of, one-point uh, favorites or a point and a half. I think they're they're definitely considered a favorite in that game. I'm looking right now. When I pulled numbers earlier, they were a two-point favorite over Missouri. I'm not sure if that shifted. Yeah, so I love the I love the logic on game day. Public betters are going to see, oh, this team's favorite. I'll just take the small favorite. I'll take the you know Oklahoma. The, you know they've been better. They're the bigger name school. You know they've done things in the tournament. Missouri usually chokes things away. And again, in our pool, we get the bonus point. And for me, it's like if I'm going to root in an eight-nine matchup, I'll just take the nine in both. So it's like in both my pools, I'm just going to go with Missouri. And again, I think there's a little bit of there's a little bit of value in Missouri. This is a team that at one point I think could have been a five or six seed. I said that to a friend the other day and they scoffed at me. They're like, Missouri, no way. I was like, no, they were, they were in, they were in line to be a five or a six at some point this season. Um, granted, you look at the five lines and you see some pretty good teams like Villanova and Tennessee. I don't think Missouri's there with them by any means, but I, I definitely think they're underseeded or at least underseeded where they were uh, at one point this year. Yeah. So for, for Missouri, a couple things. So this is a team that has certainly stumbled of late. I think they've lost five of their last eight games played. So certainly not coming in with a ton of momentum. Um, I actually agree with you here. So I'm looking at the eight, nine matchup. When I ran my model for this first round matchup, um, initially I have Missouri losing by one point and they are plus two. When I pulled these numbers uh, earlier today, um, Given that Oklahoma is also experiencing some injury issues with a starting player on their team who is one of the best uh, offensive players on their team, 
I actually lean Missouri in the spot and certainly like them at plus two. I don't think I'll play that just given the crazy variance of the tournament, but uh, as a nine seed, I'll, I'll be all over yeah, that. It, if you see that skyrocketing for whatever reason up to three, three and a half, I mean, just play it for fun. I mean, it's a coin flip game, right? And that would yeah. be the recommendation I give to people that are, if you're on your phone, your app on game day, and you just see that thing going in the wrong direction, People are pounding Oklahoma. Jump on the Tigers. I, I kind of like Missouri as that number source. I again, I, I agree with you. Though. I wouldn't play it at face value, but I, in an instant gut reaction, if I see the line soaring, I might jump in. Why not? Right? It is yeah. March. Yeah, that's exactly right. So let's talk uh, a little bit about what teams we think can make a little noise, whether that's an upset in their first round or making a little run. Is there any one team that's top of mind for you that you think can uh, make something happen? Yeah, I like Arkansas with uh, Moses Moody out of the SEC, kind of keeping on that trend with Missouri. I think this is a team that has a a really good path. I don't think Texas Tech has – I think people are going to see that name. They're going to think of the team that was the national runner-up from two years ago, but they don't have as much experience. They definitely don't have as much depth as that team has, and they just don't do anything particularly great uh, for a six-seed. Um, I love the coach at Texas Tech, but I think Arkansas can just run them out of the gym in terms of how many points they can score. I love the first round matchup versus Colgate. Uh, Fun fact about Colgate, if you were thinking about taking the toothpaste team, they've only played five squads this year. I found that just baffling. Um, I love an (laughs) Arkansas team that played a whole SEC uh, and dominated an SEC uh, schedule. And, you know, they didn't make it to the championship game. I think there's another thing I like about Arkansas, too, from a public perception thing is they lost to LSU in the semifinals. And that's like scoffed at as like, oh, that's terrible. No, that's not terrible. They were playing really well in the SEC and they lost to LSU in the semifinals in a conference tournament game. It happens all the time. That doesn't mean that they're trending in the wrong direction. I think this team is trending in the right direction. I see them having a clear path to play Ohio State in the Sweet 16. Um, I like them over over Ohio State in that game. So this is a team that I like going to the Elite Eight, kind of like Florida State. Um, potentially good value to take a little ticket on them to go to the Final Four. Why not? You know, in the words of Kazley, I'm going to channel my inner Kazley for a second. Not so fast, my friend, because I'm... I, it, it's funny, I, I feel like I'm on the exact opposite end of the spectrum with Arkansas here. I, I am way down on Arkansas. Um, I do think that they're going to win their first round game against Colgate. I think they're going to win by about eight points. The spread that I'm seeing is around 10 or so. So I do think Colgate has a, a, a chance to cover here. Um, but I actually see them losing in the second round to Texas Tech. I think that Texas Tech coming out of the Big 12 with a really good defense um, is going to be able to shut them down. And I'm just not as on board with an Arkansas team that you are, especially not to mention that even Arkansas getting to Ohio State and upsetting them, I can't see that at all. Yeah, I think Ohio State's a little overrated at this point. And I think that that'll be a game too. Ohio State's going to come in, um, I think, again, perception-wise, they'll be like, oh, look at this juggernaut. They were runners-up in the Big Ten, nation's best conference. They'll be pounded to oblivion. People will undersell Arkansas. Their head coach, Eric Musselman, he brought Nevada to the Elite Eight uh, a couple of years ago. This is a guy yeah. who knows how to coach. He's a great coach. Uh, he's coaching the NBA. He's turned that program around. I mean, we were not thinking Arkansas, uh, you know, 24 months ago, uh, 36 months ago. This was a dead, dead sure. program, dead in the water. They're a three seed in the tournament. Maybe they've climbed up too fast. 
But I think with a talented guy like uh, Moody, you can't forget the fact that they also have the sixth man of the year and J.D. Note on their team. They've got a lot of talented guys, six players averaging at least one steal a game. I really like uh, that fact about them. I like that they've uh, had a pretty tough schedule. Um, and again, yeah, I'm, I'm not as impressed with Texas Tech as you are. So I guess that's where we kind of uh, disagree is because yep. if, if they can get by Texas Tech for me, I, it's a green light bet game for me in the Sweet 16 with Arkansas. And it's not even a matchup thing. It's a perception thing. You've got this juggernaut of a program in Ohio State. I bet they Arkansas might get six and a half points in that game. And for me, that's too many points for a team that uh, I think was arguably the best team in the SEC this season. Wow. So, yeah, so I, I certainly see Arkansas having an easier path out of the first round than Texas Tech, who plays Utah State, which I think is a pretty good team. But right, yeah, I was going to say, that's not a gimme game for Texas no. Tech. In Agreed. our pool, I should say, actually, I should mention, I have Utah State beating Texas Tech because I like getting an 11 in there, um, and I like yeah. the other six seeds pretty strongly. So I had all sixes, and so I went a little against course because I do like getting one eleven every year. Um, so I am actually going to go against one of my favorite coaches, Texas Tech. I really do like what he's done with that team. But again, I just don't see a very talented uh, program there. So, yeah, I'm happy to pick against them because I have all the other sixes. I couldn't really justify taking any of the other 11s. Got it. All right. Well, um, give me one more team that you have your eye on that can make some noise in the tournament. Uh, I want to say Houston, but I know that's your team, so I'll hold off for a second <laughs> on them. I kind of like USC, another team that I like the path yeah. here. Uh, I think they're going to get a real layup, if, especially if Wichita State somehow beats Drake. I think that's going to be a pounding. They're going to take Wichita State to the tool shed. I think they're going to beat Drake pretty easily, too. And if they play Kansas, this is a team that's inferior down low. I see size advantage for USC. And again, I know I keep harping on this and people are going to be like, this guy's all he has only one type of handicapping. It's a public perception thing. Kansas versus USC. USC will be getting six, six and a half, seven, eight, nine, potentially even 10 points in a three, six matchup. I love them as an underdog. You know that their coach is Florida uh, Gulf Coast, eh, Florida Gulf Coast coach when they made the run this is a team that can make a little run i like the pac-12 people are sleeping on this this conference uh this is the team i think i'm going to take from the pac-12 we were talking pre-pot about oregon but i'm a little off on them uh so yeah this is the team i'm going to take from the pac-12 to make a little sweet 16 run nobody's talking about them i see a real easy path uh in the west conference there they'll play iowa iowa will take care of them in the elite or in the sweet 16 and get to the elite eight but i do like usc to get to the sweet 16 and I, I love that pick. So what I'm seeing in the first round is I definitely think that uh, USC will have an easy pass into uh, the round of 32. And then when they play Kansas, I actually see them, um, based on my model, as a slight favorite over Kansas. It's close. It's 52 to 52% percent that USC wins to 48% Kansas wins. But I, I love them in that spot. And I actually have, Aaron, like let's, you. Let's hope that I'm right and we get a nice seven-point uh, <laughs> Sunday special. That would be a lovely way to start the second round, right? Oh, man, that'd be great. I would take that in a second if you give me six or seven points. Absolutely. Um, All right, well, let's transition for a second. I want to give you two teams that I have my eye on, and the first team that I'm going to be taking a look at is down in the Midwest Conference in that bottom right of that bracket. I am looking at the sixth seed there of San Diego State, and this is a team that I have not followed a whole lot this year. But uh, my model seems to like them um, in this spot. So even in their first round matchup against Syracuse, I actually think Syracuse is getting way more respect 
than they actually deserve. The line that I'm seeing when I ran numbers not long ago was uh, Syracuse plus three. I have San Diego State as beating them by more than eight points. So to me, this is going to be an easier win for San Diego State than maybe most people think. So I think people are underestimating San Diego State in the first round. And then based on some rudimentary numbers that I, I run and use for the second round matchup, likely against West Virginia, which has a relatively easy matchup in the first round against Moorhead State. San Diego State, I think, is a very much in the game to upset Oregon. Uh, sorry, upset West Virginia in that second round matchup. So I wouldn't be surprised to see San Diego State moving into that uh, Sweet 16, likely facing Houston. What's your thought there? Oh, I love it. I mean, where were the Aztecs uh, during last season? Weren't they one of those teams that were really, really good? And then the COVID hit and it interrupted. I mean, they were supposed to be a two seed last season, right? Yes, but they lost. They did lose some senior leaders on that team from okay. last year. And one of the best players on the team is certainly gone in, in, in the NBA. I want to say it's Malachi something. Right. Okay, that makes sense. Malachi Flynn is that? Yes. yes. Malachi Flynn, that sounds right. Okay, but yeah, I mean, the point with standing is I think this is a really talented uh, program. They, this guy, their coach, um, recruited the Fab Five to Michigan. I bet you, uh, our listeners didn't know that. So, I mean, this is a team that has a lot of skill um, in the Mountain West. And, you know, again, I think one of the things we're, we're both kind of hitting on is there's value on these West Coast teams that people might be underselling. And, yeah, I kind of like their path as well. Syracuse is probably – the worst team that's not in a playing game in the bracket, right? I mean, I can't I, think of I'm another surprised one. I like they Utah in a State a lot game. more than I like them as another 11. Yeah, and I like all the 10 seeds I like more than Syracuse, too. Um, so, yeah, I would think Syracuse has probably the worst resume. I think, again, public will pound the bigger name school in the first round. San Diego State is going to be one of my favorite plays in the first round. I like West Virginia a lot, but you know what? You've convinced me with your model. I like San Diego State to make some noise. Uh, and we'll see if that happens. I'm also sitting on a future of, of West Virginia, so I feel a I'm little feeling a little emotional edge. I have exactly. them winning it all in my home pool. So, that yeah, that my hedge is I'm going to take San Diego in our pool and hedge out there. So I have West Virginia going all the way, actually, in, in my uh, – back home pool so i do like san diego state in in our pool that we're in so a little emotional hedge for both of us right yeah um the second team i want to touch on is staying in the midwest bracket and you alluded to it earlier houston uh this maybe isn't a team that is going to surprise anyone because they're they're a two seed and they certainly have gotten some of the acclaim and recognition that they deserve but I look at a team like this, you know, and with Illinois as the one seed, I actually see Houston as being the more likely candidate to come out of this division and make the final four. Now, this is a team that is not super sexy. They are not like extremely efficient on offense. They are extremely good at offensive rebounding. And against a team like uh, in Illinois with a, a Cockburn, you know, you maybe don't get the offensive rebounds that you do against other folks. But I still think that they can perform pretty well. So I um, I have them queued up that uh, exits this and makes the final four from the Midwest. Um, what are your reactions to that? Uh, love it because Vegas also loves it. Houston is plus 250 to make the final four. And that's the best odds or worst odds, I should say, of any of the number two seats. So they're actually way above Ohio State at plus 370. 
according to FanDuel. And Alabama and Iowa, the other two seeds are all four to one. So Houston, significant uh, favorite. I think Illinois is playing really good basketball. That would be the one thing I'd be yeah. concerned about. But their path is tough. I mean, we alluded to it at the top of the pod. Oklahoma State is not a pushover if they face them in the Sweet 16. Neither is Tennessee if they draw them. Loyola is tough in the second round, I think, a really tough game for them. And I think they get a tough matchup with Georgia Tech if they draw them. So, I mean, any possible matchup before they get to a Houston in the Elite Eight is really tough for Illinois. And you know that one of the number one seeds is going to get knocked out. Everyone's picking Michigan. I kind of like Baylor and Gonzaga to make the deeper runs. And so it's really it's between Michigan and Illinois who gets bounced early. I wouldn't be surprised with how tough that top of the or their, that top of the Midwest is. That Illinois is actually the surprise team that gets bounced a little earlier than people think. That frees up Houston. Um, the one thing about Houston, though, is just like again, similar to Florida State, is like I've just had such bad experience because every year I feel like I'm high on this team to make a deep run and I take them to the Sweet 16 or Elite Eight and they let me down. Um, so that that is my one hesitancy with them. In our pool, I have them going to the Elite Eight and losing to Illinois. But I'm going to make a little – I'm going to keep looking at that because according to uh, your T-ranked tor- tourney odds, Houston's the second-best team behind Gonzaga. So there's definitely something to it. I like it. Yeah, so we'll see how that lands. All right, let's transition for a second and go into the final four picks for each of us. So before the podcast started, we uh, had texted with Casale and we got his picks. Uh, we will start with him, and then we will go through each of ours. I'm holding one of my picks in suspense just to, to uh, draw a little surprise. Um, Casale is going with Gonzaga, Texas, Ohio State, and Illinois as the final four teams that he is seeing in his bracket. Uh, in the final, he expects Illinois versus Gonzaga, and with Gonzaga winning it all. So nothing's... Nothing super shocking there. I think my one reaction is that I am a little surprised to see Ohio State coming out of that uh, that South bracket, um, possibly beating something like a Baylor, an Arkansas, a Texas Tech, uh, but certainly no surprises seeing Gonzaga and Illinois in the finals. Now, Coulter, what would you say is your final four and final and champion? Where would you go first? Yeah, so in our pool, I've got Gonzaga, Texas, or sorry, I've got Gonzaga, Florida State, Baylor, and Illinois, and then in my one at home, I have same Gonzaga, Baylor, and then I've got West Virginia and Texas as my other. So the the two ones that I'm not totally confident in are East and Midwest, uh, or maybe I'm just kind of looking to split the baby, but I do have pretty confident that Baylor will emerge from the South. Um, and Gonzaga will emerge from the West. I do kind of like, as I said, that Arkansas, I might just make a little free, uh, like a little $10 play at Arkansas to make the final four, just a fun bet. Um, but I do like Baylor to advance. Uh, in terms of the championship game, I did allude to it. I kind of love Florida State to uh, <laughs> second Saga and Shaka World. Uh, but right now I have it as Gonzaga and Illinois in our pool, and yeah. I have it as um, West Virginia over Gonzaga in my other one. Um, but, man, I that wow. Florida State team, they're going to be that, – that's, as I was talking to you at the top of the pod, when I'm sleeping restlessly tomorrow night, I'm going to be like, God, I can't <laughs> believe I had this extra night with my frigging bracket and I have to think about Florida State-Gonzaga. Yeah, and – I mean, the other thing that makes me worried, so Gonzaga and West Virginia have obviously played earlier this year. That was one of the better games that we've seen. Um, West Virginia kept it close nearly the whole game until the very end where they kind of let Gonzaga scoot away. But West Virginia has been one of the few teams 
to keep Gonzaga uh, contained and keep the There's game close for to that, right? They can hang yeah. with Gonzaga. That's why I like West Virginia so much. It's like if they can hang with Gonzaga, they can. They're battle tested, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like a lot of your no picks. favors to Houston. They, they <laughs> <Houston>. <laughs> um, I like a lot of your picks. So I align with you exactly on Gonzaga and Baylor. So Gonzaga uh, coming out of the West, I think that's kind of a no-brainer pick. And because I don't own a future on them right now, I am all in on them. Baylor, I, um, I actually kind of like as an underdog pick just because some folks are down on them. I think this is a team that you know, beat in Illinois by 13 points earlier this year in December. I think a lot of folks have already had that leave their memory. And I think that this is an extremely good team. Granted, they haven't been the same since they've been come back from their COVID pause, but they've been shooting over 40% from three. You know, I, I just think that this is a team that's going to get back on track here in the tournament. And I'm hopeful of we that. Actually, we didn't talk about them um, when we were going over our teams. Cause I think we were looking for more like lower seeds but Baylor, uh, to me, almost more so than even Gonzaga. And I know there's been a lot made about Gonzaga's easy path to the Elite Eight and slash Final Four. To me, Baylor has the easiest path of any of the one seeds because to what you just said, they've had problems recently. But where have they had problems? Defense, correct? They've been allowing more points than they've been allowing previously in the year. Who do they draw? A very limp offensive team in Wisconsin, potentially in the second round. I don't like UNC at all. Baylor will ball UNC out of the gym if that's who they draw in the second round. If it is Wisconsin, it'll be a slow game. But Wisconsin's certainly not getting over 75 points in that game. True. And then in the, in the Sweet 16, you have another slow, methodical team and potentially in Purdue, Purdue. or an yeah. injured team in Villanova who's missing one of their best players. I like Nova to advance to the Sweet 16, but I just don't think they have the firepower to compete with Baylor offensively. So it's like the Baylor weakness is their defense. They might It might not show up until the Elite Eight if they draw an Ohio State or an Arkansas. It really might. And maybe they get lucky. Maybe they get Texas Tech. Maybe Texas Tech makes a run out of that, that half of the thing, as you were just yeah. alluding to. I know I wasn't as high on them, but like they have a pedigree. And, man, if Baylor gets Texas Tech, they might go through that entire region without playing an offense that can score more than 75 points. That means green light for me for Baylor because I like that offense a lot. I think they can score in a multitude of ways. Totally agree. Um, so those are my first two final four picks. My Sorry, third, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, that's fine. I love it. Um, the third I'm going with in the Midwest, I'm taking Houston over Illinois. So, again, Houston, for the all the reasons that I gave earlier, I really like them in the spot. I think not not enough folks are taking a look at them. I think coming out of the, what's it called, American American Conference, um, folks maybe haven't seen them as much, and I think they are a, a good play. And then my last one I put is TBD. This is the East. This is the chaos region with Michigan, Alabama, Florida State, Texas, et cetera. I think this is going to be a really fascinating one to watch. And I think, you know, one, one bracket always just – is total chaos for me each year where I usually get a lot wrong. I think this is where it's going to be. I, d I just don't know what to expect. As of right now, I am taking Alabama coming out of that bracket and I have them just beating Florida state. So I think uh, they're going to be the ones sneaking out and largely because of the coaching done by uh, what is it? Nate Oates from Buffalo. Um, I yeah. think Oates has a really sound mindset in terms of, the pace that they run, the defense that they play, the the amount, like the percentage of threes they put up, and then at the rim shots too. 
So while this team may be not be the most talented that he has, because I think he's going to continue to build the Alabama, Alabama program, I think we're going to see a little bit of payoff here and possible Final Four for Alabama. I don't hate it. I do not hate it. Okay. I wanted to talk to you about another uh, couple different fun bets and see if we can find something that uh, looks uh, interesting to dive into. Circa Sports has put up a couple different uh, teams to advance. You can take one versus the other, and they're providing odds. So, for example, you know they're they're giving like Gonzaga minus two twenty five versus Illinois plus one ninety five, and you pick which team is going to advance further in the tournament, whether that's round to 32, 16, 8, et cetera. Is there any matchup that you see listed there in the agenda that uh, piques your interest? There's a couple ones. The ones that are, uh, you have to drink a little juice on, obviously, are the ones that stand out to me. I think Villanova minus 190. To me, I, I think they're going to get by Winthrop in the first round, and Loyola has basically a coin flip. So that's a really tough one to say that you want to take Loyola because then you've got Nova versus Purdue, and then you've got Loyola versus Illinois where Loyola is going to be a significant dog, whereas Nova will be almost a pick em against Purdue, maybe a two-point dog or something like that. So... Nova versus Loyola is where my mind went first because I see one team being a Sweet 16 team and the other one potentially being bounced in the first round. Um, and then the second one that I liked a lot was uh, – what was the other one? I kind of like the value play on UConn over Kansas. Yes. I like, the, I like the value play of Oklahoma State over Texas. And quite frankly, I know we, we kind of poo-pooed Oregon pre-pod – but I think there's a little bit of value on somehow Oregon slipping into the Sweet 16 or even just slipping past VCU and Tennessee getting uh, beaten by Oregon State. And Oregon's almost 2-1 to one in that prop versus Tennessee, so I think that that might be misjudged. And now that I'm just looking at it, another one that's 2-1, to one, fuck it, I like Virginia Tech over Creighton, right? At 2-1, to one, absolutely. They could win their first-round game and Creighton could get upset. I mean, I, I, like, I like Tech in that. Uh, so yeah, I kind of like the, the, all those ones that you kind of threw up on the second page there. Yeah. So I specifically want to touch on the one that you mentioned first, Kansas minus 245 versus Yukon plus 210. That to me uh, is really interesting. So that's basically saying that Yukon has to upset a likely opponent of Alabama in the second round and likely that Kansas may fall to USC in the second round. That to me is interesting. If you're giving me some odds there of plus two ten, I, I could certainly see both of those things happening. Is um, it a wash, by the way, if they both fall in the round of thirty two? Yes. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I could see both of those teams. To your, what you just outlined is actually what I have in my bracket. So, but I mean, for two ten, I'd play the the merry-go-round. Why not? I mean, Eastern Washington, uh, Kansas's first uh, round opponent is a high-scoring team. So, I mean. I think there's something to these high octane offenses that that move pretty quickly. And I, I don't know. I just Kansas with the COVID and all that. You never know what could happen in the first round. So I don't know. Yep. And the thing we're one of the things we were talking about off air is um, does my model see anything that looks uh, juicy and of value in some of these first round games? One of the ones I called out to you, which kind of surprised me a little bit because I'm, I'm a fan of Oregon. My model really likes VCU against Oregon just straight up. It thinks VCU is going to win that game outright. 
uh, as a 10 seed over the seven seed Oregon. I think that game opened as Oregon minus six, and it is now what I'm seeing is down to a five and a half, so just a slight dip. But that, to me, is still one thing that I'm uh, keeping my eye on that is that might be an actual play. Otherwise, I'm going to just play it via brackets in general. All right. Yeah, I, I was going to say, I like the Oregon uh, was a team that I looked at originally uh, to win that game, but the, there is a lot of points. So, I mean, if you're going to be talking about isolating that game and not thinking of it as a bracket thing with the five and a half of VC, I got to go with the 10 C getting five and a half. I mean, it's a coin flip game, right? Yes. And they've got this guy. Have you heard of this guy, that uh, the A-10 player of the year? Oh, you no. love this kid. He's His name is... Uh, Shoot, I was just talking with a friend. I'm, I want to say his name is Nails, but that's not right. Bones. Bones Highland. <laughs> this guy is a. This guy can play. He's the A10 Player of the Year, uh, and he's the best name in the tournament. I would love to see this guy advance, and quite frankly, I'd love to see him advance past Iowa. So give me VCU all day. <laughs> oh man, I love that pick. He's six. Love that name, right? He's Bones six three, one seventy three, a sophomore. Uh, he looks like one of their go-to guys. Oh, yeah. He's the 10 player of the year. All right. Well, hey, anything else before we sign off for this episode? Any any other call-outs around March Madness? No. I, you know, it's, people want to get cute with this, but I do think uh, the best teams are really some of the best. So, you know, I, I think people are going to try to bounce like a team like Houston, like you outlined, and we're more than likely actually going to get an Illinois versus Houston than we're not. Um, yeah. And same thing with the, you know, I like Florida State a lot, but like, let's be honest, if it's Michigan, Alabama or Michigan, Texas, I'm not going to be stunned by any means. Michigan's a really good team. And so, I mean, there's reasons why these teams are at the top. And, and uh, I would just caution people that are getting a little too wild. I've seen some people with UConn in their final fours and, um, you know, I know I have West Virginia winning one of mine, but I actually think that the fact that they went toe to toe with. Gonzaga to me is something that I just think is super impressive personally. So, um, yeah, I, I guess that's my my last thought is just that these these top tier teams are at the top for a reason. And uh, yeah, don't 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 get too cute with your bracket and your picks. I think that's spot on. So one of the things that I think folks do in general is tend to pick upsets more than they actually should. I think. You know, a lot of years, if you looked in the last 10 or 20 years of the Final Four, you're going to see a lot of one and two seeds. A lot of the good teams are going to continue to play well and be consistent. So, yeah, sure that you'll have these crazy upset runs of uh, Loyola Chicago, I guess, a couple of years ago, making a good run to the Sweet 16 or even beyond. Um, but I think those South are the Carolina a couple of years ago went yes. Frank Martin. But to your point about Houston, they remind me. I watched them play the other day. They remind me of South Carolina. They're long. They can play defense. They get back. They're great in transition. They play as a team. I could definitely see them making a run because I think that everyone I keep talking to keeps seeing Houston getting bounced early, and it's just like. No, this is a team that's built for March, and we saw it with that South Carolina run. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. I was just thinking of another recent team that made the Final Four that kind of came out of nowhere. Well, I think the other thing that you always touch on is the coach as well. So Samson, who used to coach at, I think, Indiana before, you know, landing. And Oklahoma, at, yeah, Indiana and Oklahoma. Yeah, before landing at Houston. I think he is uh, very well-versed in the coaching ranks. So I think he can recruit. I think he can pull guys together and get them organized. I think this is a pretty good team that's going to make some noise. 
Yeah, I'm excited. I think we picked out a couple of really good teams. Um, and and to I, I didn't say this while we were going through it, but the Arkansas to make the Final Four is nine to one. So I think that's how I'm gonna play that one. I like Baylor a lot as we went. We just went over like their path, but I'm gonna throw a little bit of uh, of coin on that. And they actually I just I found out that they've got region winner props that are now available for people, and they also have to make the Elite Eight. So I kind of like those as well. Um, you can get some pretty good value. Baylor is only minus 188 to make the Elite Eight. I kind of like that, um, oh. just at first glance. Yeah, cool. All right, well, good luck to you in your bracket find, sir. All right. Thanks, man.